And hello. Welcome back, person of interest. With me, Natalie Jones. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are kicking ass this month, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. All of you are one in five people experiences mental health issues every single day and lives with it. And we're here to talk about it. There's a stigma on all of it. You know what? I think that is stupid. I'm just going to say it. I think this. I think the stigma of not talking about mental health issues is really stupid and detrimental to every human being and our society in general. Feels really good to say that out loud. And so we're continuing with Laura Castanelli-Vier. She was on, I just reposted on Friday, and she was on recently, or in 2020, talking about how she had a stillborn baby, beautiful scalp, in 2017. And now uh, we're talking about how she's doing today. And without further ado, I explain it all 20 times in this episode. Enjoy. And uh, that's about it. Get your tear box ready. Tear box. Tissues. You know what I'm talking about. Laura's amazing. She is one of the most incredible, badass women I've ever met in my entire life. And very, very, very proud to call her one of my good friends. Here is my conversation with Laura Castanelli-Vier. And again, if you like it, like like the podcast, like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends about it. Do all of those things. Leave a review if you have good words to say. Bad ones, keep them to yourself, please. And uh, talk to you soon. Laura Castanelli-Vier, welcome back. So you were here before talking about um, your baby Scout and her time with you. And um, when we talked before, it was still really fresh and you were in a different place than you are now. And now the woman I'm sitting across is, you seem very calm and very, very blissfully happy. Yes, that's, that, uh, that, that I am. You know what's crazy, Laura, is that when you, um, when you were on here last time, you know, you started by saying you think it's important that everyone tells their story. And then you also said you never know what stories people are carrying around with them when you're walking around the street. Like just because you can't see their story, just because you can't see what they're going through, doesn't mean you should treat them any sort of way. Yeah. And hearing that, you know, that's not those aren't words that people speak very often. And hearing that, I think really especially in whatever every day who cares if it was COVID or not but these are really powerful words yeah I think a lot of people have so many invisible struggles that um that you just need to be kind you if you lead with kindness like how can it go wrong do you all right so when you were let's give a backup okay okay so when you were here last time we were talking about your struggle with how do I put this um accurately well, um, I was just t- telling my story of my um, my experience of ha- starting my family, and um, I'll give a little brief thing uh, introduce- introduction. So I had my son. We unexpectedly got pregnant with him, and I had him, and he's six years old. And then when he was two, one and a half, we decided we wanted to try again to have another child, and. Um, we got pregnant, and then I had my a miscarriage. Uh, I was eight weeks along, and then we knew right away we wanted to, we really wanted to have a kid. So then we tried like a couple months later and got pregnant, and um, and that pregnancy ended. Uh, my daughter, I I do like to change the way that I like talk about it sometimes now because okay. she was. Um, she was stillborn, but a lot of times people don't know that. And mm-hmm. so I like to say she was, she died the day before she was born. 
Um, so she died uh, in once I started contractions. Um, my she had a, a true knot in her umbilical cord, and once my contractions started, it got pulled too tight, and then it caused her to die. And when I went to the hospital to deliver her, um, that's when they said there's no heartbeat, and I found out that she had died. And I was 41 weeks long. Um, I mean, I was going into labor, which stillborns um, typically are 20 weeks um, is, is, is a baby that dies after 20 weeks or on. A lot of times late stillborns aren't, don't happen, and, but mine did happen, and it was um, just a fluke kind of thing. Um, and then after Scout died, we knew we wanted to have, we still wanted to have more children. And um, after she died, it took a lot. I mean, we were told we could try to have another baby three months after, and we did. But I know now I was not emotionally, physically ready for that at all. Mm -hmm. um, but all I wanted was a baby because my baby had just died. And... Um, that's all I, that's all I wanted. So we just started to try right away. And that was really hard with that month to month cycle of like getting my period and just like the trying and like the, and the grief of not having scout there and all of those different things was just really, really emotional and hard. And so then a year after trying, I had another miscarriage, um, that lasted, I actually bled for two months, which was really intense and a lot. And I think looking back on it now, it's just like more that I needed to like let go of before I was ready to to be pregnant again. But at the time, it was just really hard and challenging. Like every day was so hard because I just wanted to move on from it. But I couldn't because it was just a constant reminder. Like every time I'd go to the bathroom that I just had another miscarriage and that like again like then scout would come up again and just like missing her and that was just a lot but then i really knew that i needed to get okay being where i was too because i didn't know if i was going to have if i was going to be able to have another kid i mean everything was fine but i didn't know if when it was going to happen so i had to learn like but i knew i was going to have more kids i didn't know how but i just knew it was going to if that makes yeah sense it does and so um with continued going to therapy and just a lot practicing a lot of meditation and just really being present and all those different things i just kept trying we kept trying we kept like processing our grief all of those different things and then it's actually kind of ironic the um the day the podcast came out, mm -hmm. the day before I found out I was pregnant, <gasps> which was like kind of a surreal thing because it was like I was letting my story out there and then all of a sudden I was like this new thing was happening and yeah. it was it was really it was really neat because it was like when I did find out I was pregnant, um, I was so grateful, but then I also was overwhelmed with anxiety of like is this baby going to die again? Like all those feelings, um, were there. And I knew being pregnant after scout dying and after having two miscarriages that it was going to be extremely mentally exhausting and yeah. just really, I had to be really prepared for it. Um, and 
looking back and going through all those different things that I did um, after Scout died, like those helped me prepare to get me there. But like I needed to learn how to be pregnant and not feel like it was all going to just um, like just be in the moment, really yeah. be pregnant that day. Mm-hmm. And like I had to really go back and like take it like day by day. So I really what I needed to do like so also I wanted to share we did have a harder time getting pregnant. Um, we did use so we had some help with fertility doctors. I didn't know that. Yes, we did. So. Nick and I did test out. We were both fine. Everything was fine um, for us. and didn't really make sense why I was not getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, so we just, we would try, we went and try, uh, we had IUIs. We did. So it was a lot of doctor's appointments, a lot of all like, you know, of that and trying all that, which fertility and going through all of that is, is just mentally exhausting a lot. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Can and yeah. So you have to be very, uh, I don't know. It just takes a lot of time too. like, yeah. like just going to the doctor. I just, now that I'm thinking about it, like I go to the doctor so many different times and it just, just take a lot of time. So, so you were able to conceive. I was, and we got pregnant and congratulations. Yes. And, uh, we knew, with my other previous pregnancies, we didn't want to find out the sex, but this time we knew we wanted to find out the sex. And we also, um, we wanted to find, do everything that we could to like every test that we could, everything just to make sure this baby was healthy and everything always came back great. And she, um, it was a girl, yeah, which was made it really special too. Um, did you feel like during this pregnancy that you were going to be more on top of making sure everything was fine the whole time. Yes. And, getting, and, and making sure yes. getting as many ultrasounds, making yes. sure yeah. trying to avoid and prevent as much as possible. Yes. And, um, I, I, and I just needed that for myself. Yeah. So I got really intentional about how I went to the doctor and how I was at the doctor too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, before I'd go to the doctor, I would listen to certain music that would help me. Like I made a playlist that was like specifically for, for like that please tell me a couple of the songs on the playlist if you remember um like there's a couple Beatles songs on there George Harrison's on there mm. um let me think like Fleetwood Mac I, I can't even think of some of the you're such an old soul yeah they are like what? my sweet love yes yes yeah. oh yes that one yes and like um then there was a couple like there was one that is called calm me down that I'd always just listen to on repeat, but I would have, I would have my music and then I would have my crystals with me. I would have essential oils. And then when I was at the doctor, I uh, made a album on my phone that was filled with different positive affirmations, like pictures that made me happy, like basically like a, like a Pinterest board, but like that was just there. So once I got to the doctor, I wouldn't look at other things on my phone. I wouldn't answer text messages. I wouldn't look at emails. I would only look at these pictures and I would just be in the moment. And that changed, like was, it was just really, it made it like, I was just so much more purposeful about it. And I was just so much more present that it helped so much. And then I would be able to like feel like I didn't have any out, outsourced, I didn't have any other things that could come in and 
interrupt me or trigger mm-hmm. me. I could just be there with this baby and me and just like checking it out and just like being there. Yeah. And with COVID, like I, um, at first Nick, my husband came to all the appointments with me and that was really reassuring. It actually helped a lot because he was a little more anxious than I was. So it was like, okay, he can take yeah the, that. Take some of the pressure and anxiety yeah, whereas off. Yeah, I could just like kind of just be there. But then once COVID happened, he wasn't able to come to any of the appointments. God, does that suck? Yeah. And that was really um, difficult. But um, I knew I could do it. And once I like did it, it made me even feel even more powerful that mm-hmm. like I was doing this and I could do it. And um and then I did switch doctors too. I just wanted to have a new experience with doctors in a hospital and all that stuff. Um, sometimes people don't want to switch doctors, and but I just felt like that was a, felt like a good, clean, just like a good uh, fresh start. Yes, you okay. know, yeah, that's exactly what I thought would be good. And um, so, and during COVID, um, I was pregnant, so I was pregnant the whole time. And I always, I'd never like people, I didn't like post a thing that said I was pregnant. I didn't want that attention, not attention. I just didn't want no, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, t- a lot of COVID like kind of helped me in a lot of ways because we could just stay at home and I could just be focusing on my pregnancy and like not have any outside triggers or people or things that people would say or like so many different things. Because this was how long after Scout died? Yeah. So Scout died December 9th, 2017. And then um, I got pregnant February. I found out I was pregnant February 3rd, 2020. Okay. So it's yeah, it's been some time. So yeah, Scout will be four in December. Wow. So yeah, and it seems that's yeah, it seems that's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. It's been four years. Like you're kidding me. Right. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. And so um, yeah, so I think with um, when I was pregnant with with Grace, I just needed to. I I mean, I just needed. I wanted everything. Like all the extra test, I wanted everything that I could have just to make sure she was safe mm-hmm. and good. And she was. She was. And I felt Joyful. really good. I felt really good. And, um, you know, I was scared too. Like I was scared because I was scared. Because I know it could just happen at any moment. It did happen. Um, so, but I really tried to just lean into that happiness and to that, like being grateful and feeling mm-hmm. really good. And, um, we did. And my son was just so excited too. And his big thing was, um, when we told him he, that you were um, pregnant, that we were pregnant. Yeah. He, uh, kept asking, he said, how do you know this baby won't die? Ooh. Yeah. And that's a showstopper. Yeah, it <laughs> sure is. Especially coming from at the time. I mean, he was, yeah, I was five. Um, and I was like, I don't know, but I'm really hoping that this baby stays like, and this baby will be al- like, will mm-hmm. be alive. And, um, he definitely has become like, he already is. He was a big brother when scout was born. 
Um, but the way that he is like brothering his living sister Grace is really just it's so beautiful to see. Oh, like, I can imagine. He, He's this most sensitive, yes. caring soul as it is. He is. And he just loves and adores her, like, and just is all about her. And I, I often, I, I always wonder, because I, that's all I can do about it, like how he would, if Scout was here and if, it, if he would have that appreciation as much, I think mm-hmm. he would, but not like, it's just, there's something more precious to it. Yeah. That it's, so it's really it's a joy I, to watch. This is a two-parter. Did you think that your pain used to define you, and do you think that it does now? I think my pain held me back uh, in the beginning uh, because I was so scared of it. I was scared of how I was going to remember scout and make her a part of my family and navigate this life that I thought was going to be with a living child. And I was scared of it. Now I embrace it and it doesn't define who I am at all. And I've, I feel like I've overcome it. The day that I had grace, I, that I, um, that grace was born, I felt more powerful than I have ever felt. Um, Really? Yeah. It was, I, I could have done anything that day. I just felt so, um, like, again, like a content, but I just felt so powerful. I felt like I had overcome all my fears. I mean, I did. I overcame them all, and I had a living child, and I did it, and it was it was so powerful and um, moving and just so precious. Did you not think that you could again? I did. I didn't. I wasn't like, I think I wasn't fully allowing myself to think that because I didn't want to be hurt. Like if it Mm -hmm. wasn't going to happen. Um, but I knew I was going to have a new, a baby somehow. Um, so I knew that was going to happen. I wasn't sure, but I just, I think, um, I think, yeah. And then the fact that once I was pregnant, and then uh, how everything was just going, like, that I was just doing so well when I was pregnant and just being really, like, good about just being in the moment and being there. And just, I was so much more appreciative that the experience of losing Scout just made me so much more present in my pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautifully put. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's, and that, and it allowed me to appreciate my pregnancy too. Like, yeah, I mean it being pregnant is tough, like physically. I mean, like it's a lot on your body, your body's doing so many different things. And, um, but I, um, I just, I was so prepared and ready for it that I could, that I could do it, that I could do it. I mean, and I did it. So, and you did it. And did you, did you feel, I don't know what other term to use, but did you feel like you kind of cl- not, not closed a couple doors? Yeah, no, I definitely yeah. feel like I, um, well, I proved to myself that like I could do this, that like I could have a child, like I could have another child, um, when I didn't think it was going to happen and I did it. Yeah. I feel like I was able to do that and I'm interested. I'm hoping to have more kids. Um, I don't know if this, 
I, if the next pregnancy, I will have to be so intentional and so mindful, but I might have to be too, because that's just how it has to be. But I think when I get there, hopefully I can see and, um, I can uh, assess it at the time because I've already done it and I've already done it where like, you know, where I've had the living child, like, and I've come out of the hospital with a baby in my arm, not like a box. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who uh, just experienced a stillborn? Uh, That I would. um, Do you want to start smaller? Mm, okay, well, how would we start small? Uh, somewhat, like, what would you give to a, um, what advice would you give to a woman who is struggling to get pregnant? That's even harder sometimes. Um, oh, dang, I guess I, mean, I don't have, no, I, hold on, I look at, okay, I don't have kids, I've never been no, through any no, of this. No, no, I think, but, no, I think it's all, um, I think to, uh, what I would say to someone that, um, that just lost their child, or that, that they're, that had just had a stillborn or their child died, I would just say I love you and um, you it will get better but right now it just really sucks and just to should they okay let it suck a little bit I mean yeah like lean into the sadness lead into the angry leaning leaning into it all and allowing it all to be there because it's like yeah is that what you think helped you yeah, I, I, I allowed all the emotions to be there. I mean, I judged some of them, and I, but I really feel like I, that's the why, the reason I was able to process everything is because I really just let it all come. I mean, so, and I think, uh, also I would tell them it, it's not going to hurt. It won't be this bad. That's huge. Ever again. It'll get better from that moment. Somebody told me that, and I, I was like, "No, you, that's, that's not true. Like, you don't know me. Like, yeah. this is the worst <laughs> thing, you know." And um, I, I remember also like um, a friend of mine coming over in that first week, and I remember seeing her smile when she was over, and I was like, "I'm never gonna be able to smile again." But by seeing her smile, I was like, "I am gonna smile again. Like, I will be happy again." But it wasn't until I saw her that I really was like, oh, like that I really thought I would be okay. And I think that's why it's so nice when you do share or you do like talk or you and you get a network of people or different women and different like a supportive group around you that you um, that can help you. And I think that's that's important if that's what you want. Like I wanted some, but I didn't want that many. Like you know, and sometimes people want a lot of different friends uh, that have been through it. But I think once you do go find somebody that has had that shared experience, there's there's nothing like you just feel so comfortable with them. Yeah, that it just um, that is such the truth. Yeah, it, it like gives you like you just I don't know if it's like a permission like to be. I think so. Permission and a validation. A val- yes. A huge yes. validation of it's okay. And I'm not the only one, even though you feel like you're the only one. And that's the other thing with someone trying to get, waiting to get pregnant or that whole thing. Like I, it's, uh, that's such a lonely experience. And even though so many women struggle with fertility and different things and, um, 
it can still be very difficult to, um, because that's all you're thinking about, especially if you're at a doctor's, like, I mean, you're at so many different appointments and it's so scheduled and it, there's so many different things that you have to be thinking about that it's all you're thinking about it. And then it's also when it's not happening, it's all that you're thinking about why it's not happening. And, mm -hmm. um, but that like, like again, being in the moment and all those different things, but that was the wait period is, is so challenging. So I give. Do you feel like you're waiting so anymore? Um, no, I feel like I'm. I I hope to have more children. Obvious, uh, not obviously. I just hope to have more kids. And but by having grace, like if we weren't able uh, to have more kids, then that is okay. But I'm gonna have more kids, so I don't even want to say that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't even want to put that out there. So they're coming somehow. And I, and I, and I, I want to be pregnant again. So you're a brave woman, Laura Castanelli, Laura Vier. Yeah. Laura Castanelli Vier. It's okay. Laura Castanelli Vier, yeah. <laughs> a brave woman. You know, you just, you just said you've, um, been pregnant five times and you have two, two babies. Yeah. So, you know, you're very brave. Thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. It does go on. It does. It does. Even though, yeah. Just one foot, one step at a time. Is there anything you've been through that's been harder? Uh, no. I, someone said, um, that the hardest thing was like their baby dying and scout dying was definitely the hardest thing. And then they said the second hardest thing was being pregnant after, uh, your baby dying. <sighs> and, um, I don't feel like being, I don't feel like that was the hard, I, losing Scout was 100% the hardest thing. And I don't think being pregnant after was the hardest thing to, for me. Um, I mean, yes, it took a lot of strength, daily strength. And like, there would be times, you know what, maybe it was really hard. Sometimes I like, you know, you know, <laughs> you're like, maybe it wasn't, it was pretty hard. Now that yeah. I think about it, it was very challenging, but I don't think it was like the hard, I, it's, I think because grace is here and in my arms that I'm going to say that it wasn't that challenging because mm -hmm. she's here. But like, if I was still in it, like if I was doing this while I was pregnant, I probably wouldn't even want to show up. So yeah. Yeah. It maybe was like, because I couldn't really get be there yet. Do you think you're a calm mom now? Yeah. I'm a lot calmer. Um, in a sense, but I also am like, hyper aware of like making sure that like grace is okay. Or like, you know, she just started eating mm -hmm. solids. So like the choking thing scares me, but just like as any mom, it scares them. But, yeah. um, so I think it's just the everyday thing. Like, I think I am more calm about a lot of different things. Whereas before I wasn't. So, yeah. Wow. To imagine that you can be calm now. I think that's pretty huge. I don't think I would be at all. I think I'd probably be neurotic. I mean, there's rat, moments like, like I stayed up all night thinking she was going to die. I have now, my why? times. So what, why, why you just thought that night you were just obsessed with she was going to die. I think because die? I was going to leave. I was leaving the next morning for a self care thing for myself. I was before when I had left her, it was for things, um, because of COVID I hadn't left her. Mm -hmm. And then this was the first thing that was like for me. And I think I didn't need to get my hair done. Like I, mm -hmm. it was more like I wanted to, and yeah. maybe I did need it because I needed to get out and do something for myself. 
But I think it was like leaving her. And actually, now that I think about it, the first time we did leave her was um, was in January. So she was born in October. And I, I was up all the night before because I was so worried about leaving her and I was crying. So it's so funny when you don't even, when you're not in the moment of the anxiety, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm fine, you know? Oh, totally. Yep. But yes, when you're yes, in the yes. moment, man. Yeah. And so I just brought but back also, there. But also, hold on. There's so a I lot think... of beauty in that you have forgotten and moved on because exactly. you so, can move on. Right. And I, so I think. But there is moments, and it is hard. There is hard moments with her that, like, in, yeah. So, yes, there were times where I'd get super, and there'll probably be more times, like, that will happen. But, like you said, I've moved on, and I've, like, figured it out. Not figured it out, but just, like, letting that emotion be there. Like when I, when she was, when I was up all night, like thinking that something was going to happen, I like tried meditating. I tried writing stuff down. I tried a list, laundry list of things and nothing was happening. And then I talked to my therapist later and like, I, she's told me this so many times and you know, you, until you really like listen, like hear it, then Mm -hmm. you're like, you know, she's like, you just need to allow it to be there. Once you've tried things, then you just need to allow it to be there. And, um, so many times you want to like get away from it or like try to make it different. And so then I would just try to like allow the anxiousness. I was like, okay, you just want to be anxious right now. So we're going to be anxious. Yeah. And then it starts to like, feel like sit it goes away. It. Yeah. Sit you- in it for a little bit, but then it's, then once you like let go of it and you're not holding tight. So then it's just, I feel like the, the holding tightness is, a resistance where like you're trying to control um yes. like a jumping beam i don't know trying to control something that's like constantly moving have you ever heard yes. the term love it to leave it no but love it to like love it to leave it and emotions like that like just show up and show love to those things love it and then leave love it, it yes. love it to leave it and then it'll excuse itself. and then like yes i like that well and that's exactly what you need to do i mean like yeah and um well, can I just say, I love that you um, took a holistic approach to all this. And I don't know if you're on a bunch of narcotic medicines or if you started taking I, a whole bunch of I stuff. I am actually not. No, I was on, no, no. I was on antidepressants before. Mm-hmm. I had been very open to that kind of stuff. But when Scout died, I had said, I know what depression feels like. And I want to just feel this all uh, now. Not saying that medicine would be... Uh, a ba- like a bad way of doing it or anything. I just mm-hmm. wanted to really feel everything. And, um, I allowed myself to do that. And, um, maybe I could have bounced back a little quick. I don't know. I just needed to do it this way for myself I'm this proud time of you for that. That's yeah. super cool in my eyes. Not to say if anyone does medication, I think know, medication is wonderful. It is stuff. so yeah. great. It has been so beneficial to so many family members and, and to me too. Yeah. Like I needed it in college and after co- a little after college. So it helped me. I think it's so brave of you to say, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to go through it. I know I've said that before about, what, I'm not going to compare our, our, you know, but like, but there's so many. Yeah. But like, I've never d- actually done it. I always end up like getting drunk or like, I don't know, like doing something that I said I wasn't going to do. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to feel it all. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, and you did Laura. You did. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I Congratulations. Did. Yeah. 
Thank you. You really have worked super hard to be where you are. Yeah. And that's what I'm really proud of myself. I love that her name is Grace. I, um, yeah. oh, it's a beautiful name. Where, where did that come from? Uh, we have, I, I've always liked the name Grace a lot. And, um, after everything with Scout and everything, we really felt like the name embodied a lot of Grace, like with us and what our story is and everything. And we just, we just knew her name was going to be Grace. Yeah. Cause when you said that, I was like, well, I think it, it seems like, um, you know, with with grace that you don't know what it would have been like before, and that's okay. And it is right how it is now. Right, and it's beautiful exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah. And um, it also speaking of my son, like having once we had Grace uh, and she's been home, there's been more times now that he's cried about Scout. Um, really? And, yeah, and I think it's because I just my assumption is that he is he sees his sister now, and he's now knows what he was missing like with her being gone and uh. i think he yeah and which it breaks your heart too because you're just like oh so you've been really tested as a mother so far yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah how do you think your um how do you think your mothering skills have changed oh i think i am so it's really interesting. I thought, like, I think I realized after I had my son, uh, when I first was a mom, I had a little more anxiety than I, I'd like to, like, that I even knew, like, after having him, just worried about this and that. And I didn't, I thought it was normal, uh, just like motherly, motherly things. But um, I, I was so scared of, like, trying different things or just, like, worried about him that I think I did have a little more anxiety than I, than I ever did before. But, um I think now I'm just so much more present and grateful and just, I mean, I still was before, but in such a different way, I'm not worried about the, like I'm worried about raising good kids and just being their mom. I'm not worried about like what they're wearing or how their hair looks mm -hmm. or different things like that. Or, um, the, sh the shoulds. Like, I'm not worried about the shoulds. Like, what kind of shoulds? Like, I should be... Uh... That's true. What kind of shoulds? Like, are you worried? What I'm, what I'm curious is, like, do you ever have PTSD of, like, they've died in their sleep or... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's definitely happened. There's been, like, as... So I went and got my hair done, and the night before I went and got my hair done, I was up the whole night because I was convinced Grace was going to die. Like, I, my mind was like, nope, she's going to die. Mm -hmm. And I convinced myself that, so I was like, I'm not going to bed. And then I went to, and I realized the whole time, I was like, why do I even want to get my hair done? I don't need to leave her. Like, and then I was like, no, I need to go. Like, you know, I had this whole back and forth kind of thing. And I did go. But, and when I left, I like was crying in the car and I realized I was just so scared. I mean, scared of leaving her. Yeah. But I, I also, I was just scared something was going to happen to her and, um, that she was going to die. And after Scout died, I was really worried that Gus was going to die, um, and all different things like that. And there's been times where like, I, I don't know that where I'll just like, they don't happen often, but they do happen where I'll just like get really nervous and scared and my mind. And when, once your mind goes, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to like convince it otherwise. And it's my brain 
helping myself. It's like knowing what it's doing. But and how in the ways I've seen you change and evolve so much in the past four years. Yes. And I think we are. Um, what are some of like you, you've changed a lot. Yeah. And like, what are s- some of the silver linings? Meditation was definitely a gift from Scout. Um, I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize what a tool that is, but also the present moment. What is, I was always living either in like the past or thinking about like this or that or, or like the future, thinking about what was going to happen or this. And it's like, I never realized how much I wasn't living in the now. And that is, that in itself is like one of the biggest gifts that I could ever have given myself. And I think that's why I'm like so much a more of a better person now. I think I w- have always been a great person, but I think I'm even more of uh, a better person because I'm living in here now. But I also feel like I am like really in my own, like my soul's purpose in a lot of ways. And and which is what? Being a mom. Yeah. And loving, and like, I wasn't sure I was ever going to get to be a mom to a baby again. I knew I was going to get to be a mom again, but I wasn't sure if I was going to get to be a mom to my own baby. And once Grace has been here, it's like, uh, it just re, just really shows me that like it's, it's exactly what I should be doing. And it's like what I love to do. I love mothering. I love that I am able to stay at home with them and um, pick them up from schools and just to do all that. I'm like very grateful that I'm doing that. And it's just what I, I love it. We were talking earlier um, about, do, do you have trouble now being happy and just being in happiness? No, I think, I even appreciate it even more. I think I, I think I, I don't take anything for granted now. Whereas before, like, you know, I just love, like I love my life and what I'm doing. And I want to always be doing things to like better what my life is and how, how, I want to say, I guess I'd say that, but I just really am. You're saying before, like, yeah, the years, yes. you're like, I'm happy. This is, I'm, yeah, this is great. You know what you're else? S- I'm content. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Laura, very, you need to pat yourself on the back there, girlfriend. Yeah. And I didn't know how much I was missing being content didn't know that at all um there's a calmness in it there is yeah did you did you feel for a while that you were always that you had to do so much that you had to do I felt like you were trying so hard to what I saw so hard to dig yourself out or if that's not the term you want to use but so um trying so hard to move on and to be present, you know, like you'd put in work girl. Right. You were like, dig in the trenches. Yeah. You did the well, work. And you that's, didn't and put that's, it off. Yeah. No, I didn't. And I, and I think that's why I kept being like, when is my time? When I want to be pregnant? When am I going to be pregnant? When am I going to be pregnant? Like why I'm doing this work? I'm like working really hard. I'm bringing mm-hmm. everything up 
especially everything else that you don't deal with. It all comes up, especially when you're in big grief like that. And then even now after having grace, other things are coming up too that, um, I think with having a female, like raising a daughter and that's going to just bring more stuff, you know? And it's like, I now have the awareness of this and I have the awareness of like how I'm acting or this or that, or like, like in, I, instead of like judging it, I just like step back and like, like look at it like, okay, let's, where are we? And, and then just go from there. But before I feel like I would run away from it or I would just be like, so I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing this. And I still do that. I mean, we're all human, right? Yeah. But I really feel like awareness has, is such a huge thing. You know, I think that's something that like you've been maybe wanting for like for forever maybe yeah right i think so some calmness is he here you said that you're content right now like you're a different you're a different woman than when than when you were on the I, podcast yeah before. i was i was pretty angry then i um well i mean rightfully right. so yeah and i still have moments like when i see three-year-old little girls or different things it still can be very triggering and hard and it's going to continue to be that way because she's always going to be missing are you going to, has it gotten easier? It's gotten uh, so much easier. And I didn't think, I didn't believe um, other moms when they told me that it would. Uh, and I, because you're just like, no, this is the hardest thing. And you, you're wrong. I'm not going to get better. But it's gotten so much easier. Like, I'm just, like, I used to have to prepare myself when I'd go out to social events and different things, like, with just, just, just to write down things that I would want to talk about or, and also like how I could bring up scout and different things like that. If people want to talk about her because I wanted people to talk about her, but sometimes people want it and they, they didn't know what to say, which Mm -hmm. I understand, but you, but then like, if you know, the person wants to talk about the, the kid, bring the kid up, like, you know, but sometimes people just get, um, uncomfortable with it, which I understand, um, too, but I think the big thing is, is that I, um, oh, great. I forget what I was saying. <laughs> We've been talking for a long time already before we turn the microphones yeah, on. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like I, we both kind of got tired and I was like, well, you want to start now? All right, here we go. <laughs> like, but like people can still say the wrong things and you don't have to, ca- do you calculate it as No, as I don't much. have it's to. And not I don't as awkward. Think, right. And I'm not like thinking like oh what a jerk they didn't say i have three kids instead i can be like no you mean three and then or like okay can i set can i interrupt you for a second yeah so you are you going to raise your family always with scalping a kid so you have three children i have three children and that's that's i sometimes feel bad about the uh, miscarriage babies Mm -hmm. uh because (laughs) i know but i don't I, because I do include them because I, like, I've been pregnant, like Grace was my fifth pregnancy, but I only, like, she was only my second kid. So if you think about it that way, that's kind of wow. like, I know, right? Wow. When you say it, like, you're like, oh, um, damn. So, but I'm sorry, Laura, but Scout, like she, I mean, we met, her. she was there. Like she was a full, I mean, she was eight pounds. She was a, she was a bait. I, I mean, she is a hundred percent a part of our family and will be counted forever. Like I have three kids. When I sign a card, 
instead of writing the Veers, which is a lot easier, I write everybody's name because it's mm-hmm. a way of including her. Yeah. Um, and those like, and when people write her name on a card, that means like the world to me. Like, and I love when people include her name because that's like, I'm trying to do that. So I want others to do that for me. Okay. Now, when somebody doesn't do it, I, I'm not like, I don't open the card and rip it up and I'm as angry as, as, as I was at first. Mm-hmm. Like now I can open it up and like, okay, that's fine. Like it doesn't hurt or sting as bad now. Whereas before, right after she died, all I wanted was people to remember her and to like say her name and to, to make sure that she was a part and that she would not be forgotten. Yeah. Like that was my, and it still is a thing that I'm going to have to do at times, but I feel like I have, I know how to do that now. And there's things still that like, like we include her by having a doll in like the pictures that like represents her. And, um, like, and there's other things that I like had to always have like my locket on if like when I left the house, but Mm -hmm. I don't always have to have that on now. Like, and different things that I can kind of let go of, which is really nice. But I also needed those things at the moment yeah. to help me and to also show that she was a part of it. Isn't time such such a healer? It is. It really is. And um, are you having? I think it's time, but it's also the work you put in. You've put in a lot of work, Laura. Like the work that you put in. Like it's time and it's work. And it's how to, can yeah. I ask you like the people, um, I know someone really close to me who had, um, a stillborn and they had a funeral for her and everything, but I didn't know that until I was 25 maybe. And I've known this person my whole life and the baby was, um, born and passed before I was born and no one ever talked about it once, yeah. no one ever talked about it. Right. And then finally, like I saw her name on a tombstone and was like, who is this? What is going on here? And then, and then I was told, and so obviously that family didn't talk about it at all ever and didn't bring it up. And is it, um, more common or how do you, the way that you guys are doing it? Well, I think it's everyone's, um, so individual, like everyone has the grief, everyone has to do their own thing and what feels good. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, like I've no, I've since scout died i've i have you become part of these like clubs you know yeah. and so i'm a part of the stillborn club um or as some people like the dead baby club sometimes it's a little too much for people but it is what it is you're but, in it you're allowed to say whatever you exactly. want exactly so um but and some i would say like you know what i surround myself is more people that do include their children still um not saying that that is the right way or, Mm -hmm. but I would say I think women and families are more able, it's more, it's getting to be a little more socially acceptable to include and to talk about your miscarriages and to talk about all these different things where I don't feel like it was something that was talked about. Um, Like I know a a woman, like I don't know of her, but a, a story that was told to me that, she had the stillborn and then it was never talked about or like she didn't even get to hold the baby like back, you know, 30 years ago, they didn't even give them the babies. They thought that was better for them to the moms to not see the baby mm. or different things like that. So it's changed it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it has changed and there's, but it's still, there's still tab- 
a taboo. Is that the word? Taboo, taboo. around it. For it's sure. Still, stigma. Like, yeah, there's yeah. still stigma. And like people still don't know what to say or not to say. But like my thing is always say something. Like you can always just say like, I don't know. There's so many just different ways you can say it. But and a lot of things too is like you can just say sorry. You don't have to yeah. explain it or anything like sorry does a lot like i'm sorry that happened and um yeah you don't have to say everything happens for a reason or you'll have another one or at least you got pregnant there's or so you many... already have one kid there, ooh, there's like <laughs> there's a lot of stingers just hearing those words are hurting me yeah. and i'm just like a single gal wearing a tube top over here no babies <laughs> Like, oh, these people are idiots. Yeah. Like, but, I, but I think it's also people are just trying to, they're trying to, to, to say, I don't even know because it's like, you don't want to be that one to say the thing that makes, well, you're never going to be that person to say the thing that makes it, it all, all better. better. And I, well, I also think that like, um, if you think about like our parents' generation, like you just said, 30 years ago, women didn't even meet the baby. Like it has changed so much that their their ideal their idea of it all and how they deal with it, like in your parents' and grandparents' age, you know, in older generations, is completely different now. So, right. So holding the same expectation um, for your, I don't know, somebody's grandma as you would for me, you know, is like exactly is, yeah is hard. But also at the same time, you're like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to level my feelings of my grief around right. you. Right. You know? Right. So right. I think it's like from an outsider seeing all those pieces, it's yeah. got to be tough. Yeah, it is. It can be. And also like, that's another thing that's like gotten easier was when people do say those different things. Um, I know that they're coming from a place of love and just trying to be kind, really. I mean, yeah. they are being trying to be kind in some ways, but they're not helpful. <laughs> it <laughs> might be kind, but it's not helpful. Well, I <laughs> no, think, there you go. I, guess I think you it's different that. with like each with each person. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, yeah. So Every, how do you even know? How would you know? But like, but when somebody does tell you, listen. Yeah. You know. Good. That's listening. Yeah, listening. Huge. And also, like, Huge. people tell you what they want. They will tell you. You just got to listen to it and pick it up. Yeah. Right. And like I, uh, my, like my families, each of our families have included scout in all different ways all the time. And I'm very grateful for that. And I never had to like fight for that. Like they were always very accepting and loving from the beginning. And I've had all, like, I really have had such supportive family and friends that, um, that make it easy to, to love scout and also to make it easy to, to have a scout accepted and to be loved and remembered and all those different things. Do you ever worry? This might be a having hitting question. And if you need to leave and kill me afterwards, <laughs> do you ever worry that grace will be overshadowed? Oh, so yeah, that's a, like, that's a huge one that I was always worried about. And I think it's interesting because like, I think you always worried about like when you have multiple kids, if you have siblings, you're always like, you got to be worried about your time and energy towards each mm -hmm. one. Right. You know? And I think about that a lot. Um, but like I have, I got uh, Gus is Gus, like scout is scout and grace is grace. Like all of them are separate. Like, and 
Grace isn't here because of Scout. Grace is here because Grace needed is is here. Like yeah. and they are all their individual beings. And so it's like trying to figure out ways of raising them, but not like letting Scout over look like, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Like and it can be it's gonna be an ongoing thing that I'm gonna have to learn. And especially like with Grace's relationship with Scout, like, I don't know how that will be either. And, like, teaching her about her and um, all those, like, that'll be another thing that will come. Yeah. Eventually. But I would worry about that. Yeah. Well, I think that the way that you're going, you've, you're going to handle that confidently. You're going to be great. I'm, I'm confident try. that you're going to do a great job. I'm going to try. Try and my no, best. And no matter what happens, I feel like everyone always ends up hating their parents for at least something. Right. I you mean, yeah. I mean? Like, and you that's gotta, easy. Like, I hate to yeah. like, use that cop out, but I'm like, Laura... But you can't, yeah, you gotta, like, there's gotta be something you gotta blame your parents on, right? right. I mean, like, how much time I have, have, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, they know, they, they know it. They, they, um, we all love each other, right? But it's all, it's like, family is family, you know? Oh, family is tough. I had a conversation with, I don't know, I was apologizing for some family issues happening um, to, some, to like a, to one of my aunts earlier today. And she was like, Natalie, like, are you kidding me? I have like the same drama going on. We're going to a wedding yeah. and there's my family dynamic needs to be catered to. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is so embarrassing. She's like, you ain't the only one. Like, right. It's fine. Everyone's got their shit. All right. right. It's calm down. No, it is. Calm it down. is. Everyone's got like, especially being raised in a big, yeah, you're a part of a big family. I'm part of a big family. It's a lot. Well, Laura, I can just say like, looking at you, you're a totally different woman. You mm-hmm. are, I don't say totally, you just, you see, you're so happy and you're confidently saying that you're content. content. That is so cool. It is. Baby Grace is beautiful, by the way. Gus yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Like she's, she's a special one for sure. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've yeah. come a long way. And I think what's really great is that you've just, you've embraced You've embraced it the whole way. Yeah. I, I feel like I, yeah, I didn't have a, I mean, I did have a choice, but I just, yeah. Thanks. I have embraced it. Yeah. And I want to thank you for doing what you do because you create such a warm, wonderful environment to be able for women and men to share their story and to just be open and just to be themselves. And you create this space for them so Aww. thanks for doing well, that well thank you yeah um do you i mean do you have any last words you want to say and then i guess apparently she did it but didn't have any last words to say uh but i do thank you all so much for listening that is laura veer thank you so much for your kind words girl and mental health awareness month continues laura thank you so much for sharing so much of your journey with us from the podcast back in 2020 to the one we're hearing now you're phenomenal we all love you we are all very proud of you you guys are going along on this journey we have a lot more coming up so stay tuned whatever it is you do today make yourself proud like subscribe do all those things and have a freaking fantastic day i'll talk to you soon whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with murray's english cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.